streaming all the Oscar movies from our couch tonight on Whiskey Business. everybody, America, Ohio, and uh, anybody else who might be tuning in, welcome, welcome to Palm Harbor, Florida, where I am broadcasting from live tonight on Facebook and on uh, on the YouTubes as well. Palm Harbor, Florida, you say, why? That's uh, in the background is my, is my mother's condominium. My mom's had some uh, outpatient surgery and I came down to help out my sister and to kind of make sure she she mends properly. Um, it's the only time in our relationship where I've been able to tell my mother to go to her room for a while and, and, and chill out. So she's in her room watching um, one of the Hallmark channels. I don't know which one, as we do our little fun thing here on Whiskey Business, which I'm excited about because uh, Oscar season is rolling around again. The Academy Awards are fast approaching. So tonight, our guests will be Hope Madden and George Wolf from the Screening Room. What we have now considered to be an annual thing, if you will, in respects to uh, uh, who's nominated, who's going to win, who got snubbed, et cetera, et cetera. They've got a really good track record as far as uh, picking the winners. So if you're involved in Oscar pools, um, this might be a good one for you to tune into and uh, pay attention and take some notes along the way. Uh, it's been an interesting year as far as watching our our Oscar fodder. We've uh, we've watched it all from home. Um, you have no excuses for not seeing all the nominated films. They've been streaming right through your home in various ways, shapes, and forms. The only reason you didn't see any of these films is because you chose not to because they were available through hulu amazon hbo max uh the, the netflix uh, you, you know which brings up another point we've all talked about in the last few years about cutting the cord pretty soon we're gonna have to like shut off the stream because streaming is costing just as much as cable if not more before it's all said and done but but I got to admit, it was kind of nice to be able to watch all of these films and not leave my couch, even though I do miss the experience of going to the to the big theater and seeing things on the big screen. I wonder if we'll ever do that again on a regular basis. <laughs> Open George will, will chime in on that as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for tonight. I have questions. I have questions about some of these films, some of these performances, some of these selections for some of the categories have mystified me once again. I'm sure Hope and George will explain it all to me. And I'm sure Hope uh, will, I know I know that Hope will correct me on many a pronunciation of some of the people who are not. She has done each and every year because uh, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting collection of, of, of people. There's a lot of diversity in this year's nominations which is an excellent thing so before we do that let's say hi to our video man john whitney who makes this all possible to, to see everybody live and of course our audio boy audio boy it sounds like a category for best audio boy. video man and his sidekick audio boy <laughs> fighting crime and injustice all across the internet hansbury how are you hey 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 
I'm good. I'm good. And I, you make me feel bad because I only saw like half the movies. So thanks for yeah. for that. Said that on purpose because I know both of you were commenting earlier when we were texting. Like I haven't seen everything I'm supposed to. And I told John maybe if he hadn't watched the past season of The Mandalorian three times, I only watched, watched it twice. I had to rewatch uh, Wandavision just to, so I could figure out what was going on. That's the problem. There was all these great uh, television it was it were happening all year. But plus, you know, I work and then, you know, I just I get lazy and then my life gets away, man. Life gets away from me. Right, well, you watch a hell of a lot of kids shows. If there's a kids category, I, I'm right there. I'm right there <laughs> with you. You, you cut me deep. You you got me on lazy, which I am, and you got me on work, which I'm not. So, yeah. <laughs> so now now we're even for all the movies I've seen that you haven't. Our guest bottle this evening. Before we get to this, I just want to show it to you. Hansberry's got a little business to do. Uh, Oregon Spirit. This is compliments of my brother-in-law. Since I'm in Florida, I'm drinking some of his hard-to-find remnants that I normally get on Thanksgiving. But we did not have Thanksgiving in Tennessee this past year. So uh, he uh, dropped off some of these for me. I'll tell you a little bit more about this after we get to the business and then Hope and George. And off we go to the Oscars. Hansberry, the quick business. Well, welcome to Whiskey Business and welcome to the Fright Club and Screening Room podcast listeners who might be checking us out. That's, uh, that's of course, Hope and George's podcast. We'll, we'll tell you a little bit more about as we get cooking here. But uh, you can find everything you need to know about Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey, at whiskeybusinesspod.com. A bunch of our archives, uh, episodes, and videos will be there. Um, also, if you want to, uh, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, thank you very much, and, and make sure you hit subscribe and uh, rate and review us. But but you can also watch this nonsense uh, on YouTube, uh, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, or uh, on our Facebook feed. We also uh, have an Instagram account, Facebook. I already said Facebook, Twitter. Uh, oh, and uh, Discovery Plus. We're on Discovery Plus. Uh, no, no, we're not. No. No, we're not. We're no. not on Discovery Plus. You will discover quickly that we are not on Discovery yeah. Plus. But <laughs> I like how you keep throwing one bogus one in there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, so. maybe someday. Maybe someday yeah. this will, somebody will say, you know, this whiskey business, we can turn it into something for the Discovery Channel or Discovery Plus. Who knows? Yeah. Crazier things could happen. Let's say hi to George Wolf and Hope Madden. Introduce the guest. Hello. A bit about that as well. Hello. Hello, children. Hello. I, I love I love the picture that uh, that was uh, posted on Instagram, uh, teasing this particular podcast. You, uh, it's uh, you look like conjoined husband and wife. You connect like something like this. <laughs> <laughs> Connected. I mean, that's that's love right there. That is love. Love for film and love for each other to do what you guys do. Um, we're excited to hear what you have to say about the films this year. It's been an interesting year, to say the least. Um, I know you guys aren't big whiskey drinkers. Uh, normally, when we sit across from each other live, like we have in previous years, I've gone with a bottom shelf whiskey because, you know, definitely <laughs> waste it. There you go. George has got something. George, what are you drinking? I've got your uh, your bottle from last time from our buddy Pat Byrne. I've got his Bua uh, Irish whiskey. Oh, nice. nice. And Hope, what was that a sip of? Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi, okay. your, your, your go-to standby. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, 
Oregon, this is Oregon Spirit, uh, single barrel bottled in bond uh, straight bourbon whiskey from Bend, Oregon. And this particular craft distillery does everything. They make it, they bake it, they label it, they bottle it. They do everything there in Bend, Oregon. And it's interesting to get a single barrel bottle and bond. Uh, the single barrel means that each one of these uh, barrels that, that, that have made up a bottle and bond are going to taste just a little bit different. And I found this one. John Whitney was asking me, how is it? I found it to be very complicated right out of the gate. When I first took a first whiff of it, I got a big dose of brown sugar, which intrigued me. And then I tasted it, and it was like full of molasses and caramel and vanilla. And then the finish was kind of spicy and peppery. So I looked at the mash bill, and it's a four-grain mash bill. It's got wheat. It's got corn. It's got malted barley and, of course, some rye, which explains the peppery. Um, it's almost like it's trying to do too much in one bottle. Calm down. It's it's not bad, but it retails for like seventy five dollars a bottle, Ooh. and I don't think whiskey's making me tired. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's it's a beautiful bottle. I mean, this is one of those bottles that you would uh, save for some I don't know what, but for something. I mean, it's got a nice base and it's got a nice little. It's just a nice it's just a nice piece of glass. Um, yeah, it's a nice piece of glass is what that is. Uh, but uh, overall, I. I I, my friend Jamie and I were talking earlier. We're hesitant about spirits, bourbons that come from uh, the West. Mm -hmm. You know, the further yeah. we get away from Kentucky, but this one isn't bad. I just don't know that I would spend. Some, it's, it's it's good. It, it's it's not great to me just yet. Maybe it'll grow on me as the podcast goes on. <laughs> Drink a little more, you'll feel Usually like. Usually, booze starts tasting better the more you. Good loving everybody. The evening, right. Well, I tried it <laughs> first, and now I got some ice to open it up and maybe uh, separate some of those other flavors that are going in there. But it's a very complicated bourbon, but I, I know they spend a lot of time and effort on it because it's got to be at least four years old or older. And uh, Bottle and Bond, we've discussed that before, single year, single distillation season, one place, one place only has to be under proof. And the fact that it's a single barrel makes it kind of unique as well. Anyway, that's our guest bottle. I don't know what number it is. I have to look on the chart and see, but I know we're into the into one sixty. Was it? We had to get close to bottle one sixty. This is one sixty. Nearly as many movies or bottles, less bottles than George and Hope have seen movies. How many movies did you see from Oscar season to Oscar season? Go out. I'm always amazed by that number. Well, we we only actually tracked it one year. Count counted every movie, and it was. For the year, it was 354. Yeah, although I, I guarantee we saw more this year because even though it may not seem like it, they released more this year. You know, and it, you know, um, last year, in years past, we have uh, only reviewed films that were released theatrically. So if it went directly to streaming services, we didn't because we just didn't have time. This year, there was no difference. There was no way to tell. So we reviewed everything. Uh, so I would say that we probably reviewed, I would say we saw nearly twice as many films. I, I would Ooh. put us around at least. Wow. wow. I believe it. Wow, wow, wow. That's what I was, that was the comment I was going to make. The, the lines have clearly blurred between yeah. what's just a Netflix release and what's an Oscar-worthy mm -hmm. film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we were, we were talking off, off camera, we were talking about the Godzilla versus King Kong. When you can watch Godzilla versus King Kong, and then later that night, watch Nomadland, 
<laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when you when you when you can have those two choices right there in front of you, and, and talk about palettes. Yeah. You know, you talk about your movie palette changing uh, quickly. When you have the access, of, does, does that change? Does that does that emotionally or psychologically kind of change your opinions on things? Watching these Oscar-nominated films at home as opposed to the big screen in the theater. Because I know you guys watch a lot of films on screeners. Yeah, we do. Um, there's been a few throughout the year that we still got back to the theater for. But, you know, some more than others make me wish, make me miss the big screen. Godzilla Kong was definitely a big screen movie. Um, some, you don't miss it as much. But uh, I think it's just one of the things that is going to, or the changes that we've seen because of the, the pandemic, that's going to stick around. We're, we're just going to see a continued effort uh, by studios to do day and date on some movies, not all, but it's just, it's one of those things that you can't put it back in the bottle. Uh, it's, it's people want it. Uh, and I think it's going to hang around for at least some movies. There are some mm -hmm. films that I think, I mean, Nomadland is one and it's nominated for best cinematography. I think it's going to win for best cinematography. And it's one that would have really been great to see on a great big screen. Mank yeah. is another one. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't just have to be like the big explosion event movies. The, the, the every year, the the films that are nominated for best cinematography, you'd rather have gotten the catch on a big screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then for others, like Promising Young Woman, which we loved, but that would be a totally different movie in a in a room full of people well, with a crowd. You know, sure. oh my god, okay. I've seen it with a crowd. All right, let let's 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 divert for just a second because uh, I, I you know. That movie's nominated uh, for Best Picture, also Best Actress, uh, and also Best Director, I think, as well. And uh, Screenplay, original screenplay. Yeah, it's got a lot going for it. Now, why would that movie be com received completely differently, in your opinion, in the theater as opposed to home? You know, I feel like there, you know, anytime you see a movie that is so sort of full of twists and surprises and shocks, it's more fun to experience that with other people than just sitting by yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does have a, 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 it's a fun, fun movie. I'm not surprised it comes from the people that are responsible for Killing Eve because mm -hmm. it, uh, it, it's got that, uh, it's got that vibe. Uh, well, I love Killing Eve. So um, uh, some of the people that are involved in that motion picture are also involved in that TV show. But we'll talk about the actual performance in that film and what its chances are, as far as you two are concerned, of walking away with Best Picture. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not going to win Best Picture as far as what you, th you two are thinking. No. No, it's not. Uh, actually, I think, right. I think it has a good shot at winning Best Original Screenplay. I do too. Uh, but okay. I think that would be the only thing. Yeah. Let's toss that out there now because that's not one of the categories we're going to get into because of time. We're going to hit the major category. Yeah. Not screenplay shouldn't be a major category. I think we have, but I've been chastised in the past for going too deep on this podcast. <laughs> I think the first uh, uh, one of these we did, it went like two and a half hours long. <laughs> we did yeah. everything we possibly so, could. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you that's know, only so half that's... as long as an Oscar telecast. That's so what's right. the problem? Yeah, so that's true. We're ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, so before we start digging into the categories, tell us about the Oscars this year. How are they going to be broadcast? What are we expected to see? Is it going to be a virtual affair, much like the the other things? Are they going live? What they, I mean, what I mean, they have to go live on, on some level. Yeah, I, but, I think from, I'm not entirely sure. I think everything that I've read so far, they definitely have. They watched the Golden Globes and they learned yeah. that that was a big old train wreck. Yeah. And so I think they are setting down some ground rules 
but uh, I'm not sure exactly, other than the fact that they don't, they, they want to make sure it's not the utter cluster F that, that the Golden Globes were. Yeah, I know early on they were saying that you had to, you had to attend, you know, uh, and, and so I don't know. And if not wear a hoodie. Be all spread out and not have other audience members, but have you know. I uh, so I'm not, and there was a lot of pushback. There were a lot of people who said they they weren't going to do that. So it's it's. I'm not sure that it's been really determined exactly what they're going to do, whether it's going to be virtual or hybrid. Interesting, yeah, because I watched the the SAG Awards were kind of interesting that they, yeah. they 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 went ahead and did that and wrapped it up neatly in a nice they little in, in one hour yeah. and, and got everything done. And I was completely satisfied you know yeah. with with that uh yeah. piece of promotion so i you know can i see an oscar telecast that that might be wrapped up neatly in a two-hour package Ooh. might make it worth it we can dream <laughs> we can dream we can dream we can dream all right so shall we get to it then kids shall yeah we? all right let's get to the to the nitty-gritty of it all uh let's uh let's go uh from supporting and work our way up because this will also be one of my first questions that I that I have uh, uh, an issue with. Uh, not an issue, but just maybe maybe you two can explain to me why I love a certain performance. Okay. The movie Minari. Oh, Minari. Uh, Young Jun Yoon, she's nominated for supporting. I think the actress for that would have been the woman who played his wife. I think she would have been the lead. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then the best supporting actress in that yes. movie was the grandma. Yes. Who I loved. I loved every scene she was in. Yeah. But the movie overall. Uh. Now, see, that's that's interesting because you are one of the few besides myself that have. I liked it, but I didn't love it as much. as I know Hope loved it, and I totally respect that. And But I'm so, kind yeah. of with you. It, it left me a little bit lackluster, uh, although she was great. The cast was great. Yeah, and I, I think that um, she is going to win. Yes, she was terrific. Yeah, she and and hope say her name for me again because you were always correct me on pronunciation. It's, uh, Young Jun Young. Young Jun, yeah. And, and where have we seen her before? I've never seen her before. Have I seen yeah, her before? She hasn't done a lot of American films. She's been around. I think the first film we saw her in was uh, Insect Woman from 1973, which is tor terrible, by the way. Um, and uh, she, I mean, she's done a lot of pretty major South Korean films, uh, and she's always wonderful. It's just, she was she, as soon as she popped into the film, it, it it and every scene she was in, and you know, and and the fact that I got sad when she, you know, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll just say when she gets ill. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. When she gets ill. You know, broke broke my heart. But uh, yeah, George, a good word. A little a little lackluster. I know it was a, a small slice of life mm -hmm. from this family, but um, it it uh, it uh, I I don't think it's going to win best picture. Uh, at least not. I don't think it should. But. She should win for best supporting actress. Yeah, I think I think she I think if there's any chance of an upset for me, it would be uh, Maria Bakalova from Borat. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think could possibly pull that upset, but uh, originally I thought it would, she had more of a chance of an upset than I do now. All the momentum is is with a uh, grandma from Minari, I think. Yeah. 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 She's uh, she. I mean, she's won all the major awards coming into this, including SAG, which is a it's a big. You know, um, there's a lot of crossover vote there. She won the BAFTAs last week and was um, hilarious in her acceptance speech. 
by thanking the very snobby British for this <laughs> award. <laughs> so I think also everybody loves her at this yeah. point. So yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's a pretty sure bet, I think. Yeah, she's got the Maria from from the Borat movie, Glenn Close from Hillbilly LG, which uh, everybody trashed that oh, movie. Terrible, terrible we movie. hated it. Yeah, we hated it movie. so much. Olivia Coleman. Now, is that a supporting actress part, or is that be considered an best actress? No, it's it's a smaller part. Uh, she's great because she's always great, yeah. and everybody in that movie is fantastic. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a supporting role. But I think that she just won um, a couple of years ago, so I think as great as she is, that she's not going to win. Right. We'll come back to the to Sir Anthony Hopkins and and whether or not he walks away with the Oscar as opposed to some other people. And uh, I love Amanda. Is it? Is it Seyfried or Seyfried? I never can say it's it right. Seyfried. 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 We've been mispronouncing it for 15 yeah. years. We, <laughs> we've messed we up, have. too. <laughs> um, Mank was probably the first Oscar fodder film that I watched mm -hmm. with uh, because, number one, I love Citizen Kane. Number yeah. two, I was fascinated with the story of, you know, of Mr. Mankiewicz and all that stuff and, and the history of it, and and she was she was great, and I thought okay, everybody was touting her for the Academy Award, but then these other films started to get released, and other performances started to show up, and so she doesn't. Uh, who if 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 there was a if there was a second run, who would it be out of that group? Just out of curiosity, a supporting actress. Yeah, for for me, it'd be uh, Maria Bakalova from from Borat too. I think. I think he's saying uh, if they're like a third place. Are you oh. saying like a third place? I think we both agree that if there was an upset, it would be Maria Bakalova. Yeah. Um, yeah. A third place, probably Amanda. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's great. What about a participation trophy? Should this be the year where there, you know, everybody gets one just because? Uh, best actor in a supporting role. Here's where I had some issues as well because I don't know what they were thinking but uh, <laughs> you, got, you got sasha baron cohen okay trial of chicago seven playing heavy yeah then you got daniel kaluuya and judas and the black messiah and then you've got lakey stanfield and judas and the black it makes these, no sense these two are going to cancel each other out well, it does yeah. make the question who's the lead right, right. <laughs> is it judas or is it the black messiah i feel like yeah. it's got to be one of them what yeah. exactly so which is it yeah, it, it really was a head scratcher. We're right there with you. Yeah. We do not understand it at all. I mean, if you're if you're gonna go through who the, the, the movie's point of view is from Lakeith Stanfield's eyes. So you would say, okay, he is the lead. Who I, who I love, by the way. Everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And this movie is fantastic. Yeah, it uh, is. But but Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya basically burns a oh, hole through the screen. Yeah. He is mm -hmm. so good. Uh, if anybody else wins in this category, I think it's it's a crime. Yes, I uh, agree. But, but I totally, we totally agree with you on the the mess up of the categories. Yeah. yeah so, which which should one of them have been in the best actor category overall? Well, I think Lakeith Stanfield was the lead. So I think you know I don't think. You know, I'm not sure he'd have made the cut, which might have been why voters put him there. But what's interesting is that usually when that's, that happens, it's because the film or the studio recommended, you know, uh, they, they do that. They send you for your consideration mm -hmm. and they recommend people for different categories. But he was being pushed for actor and the Academy voters voted him as supporting actor. Yeah. I don't know why. It's even it's even more befuddling. Yeah, it is. It's very yeah. weird. Hmm. Okay. So Daniel gets it, in your opinion. Yes. Yeah. 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 
I, it's interesting. I watched that, and on the heels of that movie, I watched Trial of Chicago 7, oh. which, which was, and, and I'm curious to see, I was. I said, I wonder if I would have reversed the order and watched Trial of Chicago 7 first, and then this one second. You know, it was interesting to see uh, a small piece of that story yeah. mm -hmm. in Trial of Chicago 7, but to, but to see it, the, the true story expanded, uh, and once again, just jaw dropping. And uh, you know, once I hate, hate, keep using the word spoiler alert because uh, uh, I, I was not aware of the demise of his character. That I didn't, I wasn't aware, historically speaking, that it that it went the way it went. Yeah, uh, sure. in, in, in such a violent fashion. So, uh, but the movie overall was was really really good and do you find that you are more lenient unconsciously watching these films at home i'll ask you again i'm going to pound this whole theater as opposed to living room conversation uh back do you find that you're more absorbed in these films watching them at home and and, and able to pause and, and do whatever you want or rewind or whatever the case might be as opposed to that big screen experience, just the one and done, and you walk out of the theater and go, eh, that was okay, or... or you know, I think um, we're a little different than most people. We're really trained to have it either way, you know, because we've always had, you know, the, the bigger films they screen for critics at, at theaters, but the smaller films don't have the opportunity or the, or the funds, the marketing funds to do that. So so there are an awful lot of films for years and years that we've watched to, to, to review as screener links, so, on, you know, on, on the computer. Um, and I think there are benefits and drawbacks to both. Uh, this movie we saw online, we saw as a trailer, excuse me, as a, as a screener. Like I would have loved to see it on a big screen. I was so I was so impressed by this film, by everything about this film, uh, especially from um, Shaka King, a, a filmmaker who hasn't done a lot. It doesn't feel like that. This feels like somebody who's made ten movies, who understands mm -hmm. the genre, and it never felt like a biopic to me. It felt like like a '60s '70s gritty thriller, you know, and um, cool. and. Uh, I really, I, this was one that I missed seeing on a big screen. Yeah, and I know for me, uh, I think you're similar. I try never to pause unless I absolutely have to. I think that interrupts it. I, I will go back if it's a if it's a movie, say filled with dates and facts and figures. I will at the end maybe rewind a little bit to make sure I've got it right. But I try never to stop and pause. I want to get the entire thing, even all four hours of Justice League. Start to finish. Uh, I have, not, I have yeah. not done that yet. I have not done a four hours of Justice League. I, I, is it worth it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right. It's, worth, it's worth four hours out of my. Uh, my <laughs> it, is. it is. Uh, uh, just let's just take a quick peek at some of the comments as we go along. Uh, first of all, there's some nice hellos. Hi, sweet hope and George from Krista. Krista. Oh, Krista. Uh, I, I mentioned the Hillbilly Elegy was trash, but Robert says I disagree. One of the best movies of the year. Mank was a snooze fest, which <laughs> I disagree with Robert because I love Mank. But once I again, love love if you, if you great. the history, then you might find it to be a little bit of like, what the hell am I watching? Let's move on now. We've got our, our winners in best actor in a supporting role, best actress in a supporting role. Let's go to Best Actress in a Leading Role. 
Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She was amazing. Oh. Andrew Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. I got my thoughts on that film as well. Vanessa Kirby, <clears throat> gut-wrenching in Pieces of a Woman. Yeah. Frances McDormand in Nomadland and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. These, these, are, these, are, these are all, these are all incredible. These are all incredible performances, all so so deserving and this this was a tough call i think just in our own conversations we were going back and forth just uh, till the other day yeah i I, I, I do really think that this is the the tightest category uh mm -hmm. i think that it could go a lot of different directions um uh, and I, there's no real consensus i don't think even in terms of sort of the you know the winds coming into this you know um i think we would both lean viola davis i gotta admit that i'm biased she's um she's my favorite working actress. She's, I mean, she's, she's incredible. Uh, she's a God. So, but also, uh, she won the SAG and the, and, and, you know, when there, whenever there's a really tight race right. specifically for the, for the acting categories, that's usually the push over the cliff. Yeah. And I believe she, uh, Viola, uh, Frances McDormand has won twice and Viola has only won for supporting. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. She has so I think that. maybe that's another little Mark, I might put in her right, column, but right. the SAG, winning the SAG, I think, put it over for us. But yeah. you're, uh, this is a very tight race, and they're all so good. Yeah. So, so who, who could win? Who, who? Well, they they're saying that Viola and you think right. Viola Davis should win. So should or could, right? I think well, she should, should and could. Yeah. And will probably will. Although it's so close over Francis McDormand. You know who I. Yeah, those would be our one and two. We think Viola Davis, we think Frances McDormand is probably her toughest competition, although I think that Andra Day has a shot. Um, I think that she's got some momentum coming in, and my God, that was a great performance. I don't know how many so people good. saw it, and it's not a great movie. It's a good no, movie, but it's not a great movie. Thank uh, you. My God, she's good. Yeah, She is amazing. It's almost yeah. like, I, I know the, the the premise of the movie is this, is, is this sting operation that the FBI is doing, so forth. But it's almost like I want to take her out of that movie with all the gifts that she has and put her in a real biopic about Billie Holiday and, 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 let, it, and let it roll because she saves that movie. I mean, Incredible. the movie overall is not great, but she is amazing. Yeah. As and, and I believe it's her first movie. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to have that as your debut performance. Wow. It's, yeah. it's just it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just like that's a wow like I I, I I went in very low okay Billy holiday movie uh and then, but she blew me away yes movie overall, yeah is that Lee Daniels you know he's got a style you either get behind it or you don't it's very sort of pulpy, pulpy always very pulpy, it's yeah. very pulpy mm -hmm. always um and so and I think that a lot of times that can make uh the film entertaining in its own way but it, it keeps it I think from ever becoming really a great movie and that's unfortunate because that performance deserved a great Oh yeah movie. you can't you can't take your eyes off of her no. yeah she's she's brilliant as Billie Holiday um one of my favorite uh portrayals of her in film, um, Frances McDormand. I mean, that, that was that everybody keeps saying that she's a front runner and that she's she's and some people would say she's a lock for for Nomadland, which Hansberry was watching this afternoon. I and know, right? uh, let's very be honest, say what you said. 
Well, I, I, I halfway took a break and I texted the guys. I, I hope this is an M Light Night Shyamalan movie with some crazy twist at the end, or else I think I've had my fill. It was a slow burn, and as Dinos told me, it was a slow burn. Stick with it. But I will say, and I, the question I had to ask you guys was, were, did, were they using actors or real life like van dwellers in a lot of that? Oh, yeah. Everyone in that film were non-actors. Yeah, yes. just David Strathairn and Francis McDormand and everybody else was just one of the uh, people who li lives like that. Yeah. Real yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. How would I'll that affect? Me, I'll go back to it when yeah. I have another hour. I'll finish it. My question to you two is, is, is that Francis McDormand acting or is that just Francis being who she is these Last year. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's a good question. I, I feel like she may be the only, you know, Oscar caliber actor that we have who yeah. could fit in that naturally in, in that style of performance. I don't think right. it's fair to to take away her acting prowess and say she's just kind of hanging out and being goofy because she is really a, a an epic um, performer. But she's also, you know, she's she she has no sort of, uh, you know, like style me up and make me look good. There's no artifice. Yeah. There's no artifice to her performances, which is no. why she fits in so well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the past year, uh, who hasn't fantasized or, you know, I know it takes place during the, the recession, but who hasn't just had that thought of just like, fuck it and get in a van and go and, yeah. and experience. Well, I know I, life. I know I have, yeah. uh, I, I've thought about it many a time in this past year. I've been like, yeah, just screw it, you know? I can uh -huh. burn everything down to the ground, sell everything off, get a little nicer van. <laughs> you know, something something a little something where where where, you know, if I if I had to take a didn't have to use a bucket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit better than that. He would um, need the seven gallon bucket for sure. That's right. But um, and then we'll get into the into the director field here in, in a second. What a beautifully directed, oh yes, as well. I mean, and, and and shot and edited and so forth and everything that you that you want. Yeah, Hansberry. Uh, I stole the slow burn comment from Whitney, who had seen it before I did, and said it's a slow burn, but it's well worth it. And I totally agree with what John Whitney said. I, I love this movie. And I loved her performance. And uh, um, it's interesting that you mentioned Viola Davis and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because I thought she was amazing too, uh, but all eyes were on Chadwick Boseman, who we'll talk about here in just a moment as well, because he was amazing. It's, it's like mm -hmm. uh, all this at, 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 your, at your disposal streaming through your living room so you can go back and watch it again and again if you want to and, and, and try to determine. But it's a, it's a, it's a close race between France and and Viola, as far as you two are concerned, yeah. with Viola getting the nod. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Before it's all said and done. I only wish I only wish that that and maybe it would have been too cliche of a she didn't seem any happier. Frances McDormand, when by the time that movie was all said and done. I mean, you know, she didn't seem any more as far as an arc of her character? Yeah. Hmm. She didn't seem she didn't seem all that better for her experiences. Yeah, I think it was commenting on the, the life, you know, yeah. the life, what this life does to people, um, you know, with the way once her character becomes friendly with Davis Strathairn's character and then choices that she could have possibly made and maybe doesn't want to or affected by 
her life on the road. And now that's, that's a part of her. And she's the community of, of people that she's fallen in with uh, has just affected her so deeply. I think that she's, that's, that's who she is now. Okay. All right. She Thank wasn't you. a ghost the whole time, right? For sure. No. She no, was no. Not a, not a, not a, not a Shalaman, Shalaman right. on the ending. No right. ghost. Okay. No ghost. Sorry, pal. I know you wanted something spectacular to, <laughs> to be that way. The but. man was the ghost. <laughs> now we get to the best actor in a leading role. And uh, once again, a lot of, a lot of good. Well, mm, okay. I, I got my uh, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Great movie, great performance. We, yep. we'll, we'll get to him in a second. Chadwick Boseman, uh, Ma Ramey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins, who continues to amaze as the father. Gary Oldman as Herman Mank, Winston Mank. And uh, Stephen Yu, Glenn from uh, um, the, the Walking Dead in, in Minari, which I, I, I know I say that kind of as a throwaway. He was really good at, as the father in Minari. He was. But uh, uh, I'm eliminating him out of the mix as far as best actor in a motion picture for the Oscar. Though I think he was really good in, in, in that movie. And like I said, the movie overall was good. I just didn't love it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like some people have. And so who's winning? Well, I oh, think, Chad. yeah, Chadwick Boseman, this is a lock, a lock of locks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you say that, immediately people think, well, yes, because he tragically passed away. But the, it, it's not a gift. He he deserves it. He is so good in this movie. Yeah. Um, all, all these these nominees are great. Yeah. Um, I mean, Anthony Hopkins, this is a movie that reminds you how great he is because he's a guy that doesn't say no a lot. He works <laughs> a lot. And that includes some bad movies where he maybe is phoning in a little bit, yeah. but not in this movie. Yeah. He's tremendous uh, in, a, in a movie that will just just tear your heart out. Yeah. And, and he's a, a big reason for that. And he, he definitely deserves it. Uh, but yeah, he's not going to win. No. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is going to win, and, and he deserves to. Yeah, Gary Oldman is another one. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, he's so good in that movie. I love him. and But he also yeah. just recently won, and I don't think that he has a shot. I would give it to Riz Ahmed. Um, I, I, I loved that performance. I love him, um, yeah. and I'm so happy to see him finally sort of break through into the mainstream and be more well-known. I thought he was great in that. If I could give it to anybody, though, um, um, it would be Delroy Lindo from The Five Bloods. But he didn't get nominated, so I can't. And, and, and Chadwick Boseman was into Five Bloods. Yeah, right. Right. yeah right. right. So you talk That's about, you know, everybody said, oh, a posthumous award. Chip said posthumous Oscar, well-deserved. No, not not because he's gone. I mean, the man had incredible range, gifts, and talents, which yeah. were shortened uh, by his uh, his too soon death. Yeah. I, mean, I, I you know, I, I can't imagine some of the stuff that was still yet to come out of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he didn't always, this is an August Wilson role. So this is the, the greatest role he's ever gotten. And, you know, and it gives him an opportunity to be all kinds of things. Like he, it's such a range of emotions that this character hits from the beginning to the end of this film. And also to be able to, I know he's been in a number of movies with Viola Davis, but to be able to really hold your ground when she is at top form is in itself, uh, uh, I think, speaks to his talent. Without a doubt. I mean, you, he's, uh, you know, it, for Marvel to say, yeah, we're not going to make any more Black Panther movies without him, you know, 
We're not going to find somebody to take his place. They haven't found anybody to take his place, have they? No. No, no. they're going to move forward with the franchise, but they're not going to replace him as Black Panther. Right. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and to be able to, the, you know, that's the amazing thing too. When you think about what he did in that movie, yeah. and and what he, you know, mm-hmm. in a superhero movie in a in a, in a superhero franchise, uh, to be able to bring that type of uh, humanity and 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 something extra. To just a, a superhero character, and then do all this other work. I mean, uh, I was, I was yeah. watching. Um, just, 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 it's a, it's a damn shame to see what what he still had to give and and, and won't be able to. Um, you know, I'm thinking of some of the some of the great screen actors of uh, uh, of our generation. I was watching in the heat of the night oh. on Turner Classic Movies mm-hmm. the other day. Um, with Sidney Poitier, and uh, I, I thought of Chadwick Boseman, and I thought of Sidney Poitier, and I thought of Lilies of the Field, and I thought about uh, just the strength and the and 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 the grace and the, and the beauty that one actor can bring to the screen and emote on the screen. And then you know, Sidney, they were talking about the year that Sidney Poitier was in the Heat of the Night. He had also done uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. As well, there was like he was in three films in that year. They were they were all great, and he wasn't even nominated for in the Heat of the Night. Best Actor nomination and win went to Rod Steiger for uh, 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 playing the Chief of Police. But but that that that's that that's what resonated with me. Like wow, Chadwick Boseman cut short. We got so much mm-hmm. still to come from that guy that we yeah. that unfortunately we're not going to get. Yeah, get at all. So too bad. Sad, but you think he's the lock for the Oscar for best yeah. actor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, do we go to best director, which has uh, one, two, three, four directors with films that are also selected for best picture, and one a director whose film is not in the best picture category, which, as you both know through the years that we've done this podcast, it that annoys the. F- <laughs> yeah, Doesn't make sense. I know. Best director, and they can squeeze another film into the best picture category, but choose right. to. It just makes me crazy. Because okay, let's. It's a producing award. Come on, we know this. this another round for the rally, Dino. Thomas Vinberg for a movie. The theory of the approval lies on maintaining a uh, constant level of alcohol in their blood. <laughs> that just sounds like whiskey business. Yeah. Where's our nomination? <laughs> Thomas Vinberg, another round, which is an interesting little film uh, about alcohol. It has very specific. Uh, David Fincher for Mank. Hope, help me out here. Lee Isaac Chung, am I saying that right? Yeah. For Minari, okay. Uh, we were going back and forth with Chloe. Chloe. Zhao. Chloe Zhao. 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 Yep. Zhao for Nomadland and uh, Emerald Fennel, or is it Fennel? I don't know. Fennel. Okay. For Promising Young Women, Best Director of a Motion Picture. This is this is one that. Um, Four of the five are well deserved. We do not understand that uh, Thomas Wittenberg um, nomination. We really don't. It's mm-hmm. a fine movie. It's not a director's type movie. No, it's nominated it's, for best 
foreign language yeah. film. Yeah. But how Shaka King didn't get in here, I don't understand for or, Judas or, and the Black Messiah. Or I would even go someone like Regina King yeah. from One Night in Miami. Right. I would go down a list of a lot of people before I got to him. Yeah. Uh, this really surprised both of right. us. So, okay, so uh, I'm not alone here in that sentiment that there should have been somebody else in that spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I and, think Chloe Zhao's going to win. Yay. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I would probably, I, I think Mank was such a tremendous director's vision. Uh, the way that thing was put together from start to finish. I know it, it didn't work for everybody. Um, the, the style that, that, uh, that he took for that. And if you weren't all in, I could see how you would hate it. I loved it. I loved the whole vision of what he did with it. I, I would probably, my, my heart would give it to him, but I think you're probably right. I think all signs are pointing to Chloe Zhao to win this. And she was great as well uh, for totally in a totally different stylistic type of movie. Uh, I think she's probably going to win. Yeah, she's also, I mean, she's also nominated for the screenplay and, uh, you know, uh, the producer and best picture. And um, and I think in a in a much more laid back way, though, it's as much of a director's picture. It's not, in, yeah. and it's, if you've seen her other films, if you haven't, you should, the writer in particular, she has a very specific way of making films. And this is, um, I, I think, the most, the most any of them have been seen. They're, they're really a weird love affair with American poverty and freedom because, her characters are poor, right? This woman is poor. She doesn't live in a van only because she's decided to. She doesn't really have any other choice, but she makes the best of it. And it's, a, it's you know, a writer is very similar. And I think that her approach to filmmaking is so different than anything else you're going to find that I'm thrilled that people are embracing it this year. What's I, I, I actually think that... Um, that film was probably more difficult to make than other films that directors would attack because with that style of film, when you're working with non-actors and you're basically running into moments that you're capturing on the fly a lot of times, right? And right. to make those decisions uh, during production, that is a difficult job. I, she deserves to win. She deserves to win be, just because of that, I think. Yeah. I and as much as, as much as we both loved uh, Promising Young Woman, and Emerald Fennell did a great job. I think the screenplay yeah. is, is what's going to take home um, the uh, the award and, and get uh, Emerald Fennell some hardware for that. I yeah. think the, the screenplay is, is there, but we both love that movie. Yeah, it's a very clever movie, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's like, it, am I watching a comedy? Am I watching a drama? With the, what am I what am I watching? But it doesn't matter. I'm entertained either way, and she was great uh, in it as well. Uh, so yeah, however that goes for them is is going to be a good thing. But screenplay would be a good a good. I hope it gets something. I hope it gets something. Yeah. This yeah. But best director would go to Chloe. What was the line, Francis? I'm not. I'm not homeless. I'm houseless. Yeah. Is, is it, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and a lot of people were saying that the whole movie had a doc. To, to what you were saying, John, when you had a documentary feel to it. Yeah. I mean, so 99% able, natural lighting, man. You're just you're just shooting from yeah. the hip, baby. Yeah. 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 Now, how do you yeah. feel about 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 the fact that the that Chloe's gonna step her game up and, and enter the Marvel universe with the Eternals? Yeah. I'm not thrilled, actually. Um I'm very, very nervous about that. I'll be, you know, I'll be eager to see. I'm hoping that she can change them, not vice versa, but um I'm nervous. There's a lot of money riding in those movies, man. Yeah. You know, you get these, a lot of scared producers out there. There you go, John. <laughs> natural lighting, so forth and so on. And then, 
you know, I don't know what the budget was on Nomad Land, but I guarantee you it's a fraction of what <laughs> yeah. they're spending on the Eternals. It seems like they find these yeah. these great directors and they just here, look what we got. Yeah, really. Yeah. Marvel Universe, a lot of money. I know. Yeah. But so you when, know, when you say you're concerned, Hope, I get that, you know. Will it change her? Is it change yeah. her? Maker. I mean, I'm a Chloe Zhao fan long time. This is her third feature, uh, and I have been massively impressed by all of them. And I'm, I don't, I don't want to see her in a Marvel box. I don't. But I, th I think if we can take a, a little bit of an example from they took Bowden and Fleck and gave them Captain Marvel, right? And I thought it was quite impressive. Yeah. Um, so and it, pretty different from and, Marvel. And, yeah. Uh, so you can maybe use that as a little bit of a, yeah. a hopeful sign. No. I don't know. They watch Marvel, you know. Yeah. And blow up vans. <laughs> <laughs> as many vans as you want, we'll blow them up. Take all the money she'll make directing the Eternals and 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 make a bevy of films that hopefully will stay in in the wheelhouse that you love and appreciate. Now you know she's got to be thinking that she's going. Oh, I can take that and make my dream project. You know, That's right, right. That's you know, we've, <laughs> we've heard that one for them, one for me yeah. sort of strategy for right. yeah. actors and filmmakers that go back and forth. So maybe maybe she'll fall into that. So the best director is Chloe. Does her film get best picture as well? That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I, I, Here we go. Let's, run, let's run down the list. Okay. We have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, and and right away, I'm kind of like you. Right away, I count up. I say there are eight. Right, you're allowed to have ten. Can we yeah. do more? Because I've got I can rattle off uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Soul, Pixar's yeah. Soul. I would yeah. put in there. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. we, let's let's just have ten because yeah. uh, this year it, for sure there are at least two more deserving films. But you know, Nomadland seems to everything seems to be pointing that way. I think lately though. For what it's worth, you're starting to hear a little more uh, talk back about, especially about the Amazon portion of it, especially after Amazon just didn't vote to unionize. And there's more chatter about how uh, the film portrays <laughs> working at Amazon, maybe a little more romanticized than it really is. Um, we can't speak to that, but I mean, that's the... Uh, the criticisms that's uh, the criticisms, but should it affect whether or not it wins the Oscar? Well, should it affect really doesn't matter whether right. it should or shouldn't. Here's right. the thing, and I think we talked about this just last year. It's really hard to determine sometimes what's going to win Best Picture because it's hard to use the other markers um, moving forward. People vote on Best Picture differently than on all of the other categories. Uh, and so, for example, a lot of times you do SAG because there's so much overlap. Well, um, uh, this movie wasn't nominated for a SAG because there's only two Screen Actors Guild actors in it, right? So it really wasn't eligible. So it didn't win ensemble, which can be sort of the, the same thing, right? Ensemble picture. And and so it's it's hard to say, but also the way they vote for best picture, you vote multiple times for the final candidate. So you everybody votes for what they think should win best picture. Then they drop the bottom three and they have you vote again. And then they drop it. So basically, usually you vote three times which means at least 40% of people, it's their third choice. It's usually the least polarizing film that wins, not necessarily the one that got the most number one votes or the one people are most passionate about. It's the least polarizing movie that usually wins Best Picture. Sometimes it's still the best one, like last year. 
Parasite was easily the best picture last year and it won best picture. But a lot of times, you know, it's the safe bet. So I think, I think Nomadland might be a bit polarizing. I think, you know, some people it just didn't work for. I still think it has the best shot, but you're not going to be happy about this, Dino. I think Minari could win. <laughs> wow. I mean, if, if Minari wins, I'll, I'll applaud it. I just, I, I just, maybe it, once again, the curse or the blessing of watching at home, maybe in the comfort of my home and whatever, I need to watch this movie because, uh, it was a SAG screener and the SAG awards are coming up and I needed to vote and I needed to, to watch. And, and, and maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind as opposed to, I, I noticed that I kind of unconsciously prepped to go to the movie theater. Cause you know, that's a night out and yeah. so forth and so on. And I got my chair and so forth. You know, maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Maybe I need to watch it again. Hope, um, I, 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 especially after I talked to you two, Whenever I think about a certain film and I have a certain opinion about it, you guys make me think twice about it. So kudos to both of you for doing that. Uh, Minari for best picture. Hmm. Wow. Not the trend of Chicago 7, because I love Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, I love, I Aaron, Sorkin. I love I Aaron Sorkin dialogue. I, I do. do. I do, too. I'm a sucker for it. I know he can shoot over people's heads sometimes, uh, but I, I'm a sucker for it as well. And it did just win the Ensemble Award at SAG. Um, mm -hmm. I which can, as Hope said, it, that can be a, a indicator. I don't think it is this time. I don't think it it uh, it has a chance to win. I, I think she's right, even though I didn't love Minari as much. Um, I think it it could be a spoiler. I would love to see Judas and the Black Messiah yeah. because it's yeah. so good. I would, have, I would have no problem with that. And yeah. also, it's, it's worth noting that I believe I believe it's the first Best Picture nominee to have all. Black producers, Black producers, the first one in history. Yeah, I, it is. I mean, my choice it would be, which is weird because they're so very different, would be either Nomadland or Judas and the Black Messiah. I thought those two, it's hard to say which is better because it's really apples and oranges. They're such I different. Know, right? But they were, for me, easily the best films of the year. So right. I'm thrilled either way. I like Minari a lot, though. But if it wins, I think it's going to win because of that multiple voting situation where it kind of waters it down. And you talk about multiple voting. Didn't Mank have the most nominations? Of, of, yeah, nobody's uh, mentioned Mank for a win. I love Mank. I, I love yeah. I don't think it has a chance of winning. No. If it did, I, I'd be fine with it. I loved it. I, I would be surprised. Mank was very polarizing. It was. Right? Yeah. I mean, people loved it. And I think, you know, the, you get the you get nominations. The people from a specific category, people who have already uh, been nominated, cinematographers nominate cinematographers, right? Directors right. nominate directors. Sure. Everybody votes for Best Picture. So... Right. So I feel like, yeah, it, it was a very polarizing film. I thought it was glorious. I thought it was amazing. And I thought uh, Oldman was just fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has a shot at winning. Why? Because it's because polarizing. Because it's polarizing, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like like we talked about before. It's got this style and it's got this vision that if that if you're in, sort of like Sorkin's dialogue, um, if it if it hooks you, you're all in. Uh, if it doesn't, you, you, you just, I think I saw a comment pop up. Somebody called it a snooze fest. And and I, I know this person was not the not not the only person that thought that. If you're if you're not in, you are out, and you are out early. But also, year. you know, if there is a predictor, and again, because of the way they vote, it's not as strong a predictor. But if there is, it's the Producers Guild Award, which went to Nomadland. Mm -hmm. okay. Reminded yeah. me of uh, what was the movie? Actor, actor, you know, when you mentioned the the the, the Baftas, and, and and you see certain things with certain films. Uh, I will agree with you, George. The fact that it won the Best Ensemble at the SAG Awards 
Trial of Chicago 7 does not mean anything for the Oscars because that truly was. It was. It was an ensemble cast. It was a great cast. Everybody in that movie, you know, contributed as a whole to to the outcome of it. So um, it was a very enjoyable watch. And yeah, I admit I'm a sucker for Sorkin dialogue. Um, you know, I sat through his his first uh, what was the first film he actually directed that was uh, that was out a couple of years ago. Molly's Game. Molly's Game. Yeah, right. I think Molly's Game was a great movie overall as far as a a, a debut. Director's yeah. effort. It was all right. It was it was fine. I got sucked into his dialogue, much yeah. like I, I have with just about every Sorkin film I've ever watched. Yeah. All those episodes of The West Wing that he that he was responsible for prior to. Well, and I thought I thought he he really did a a, a good job with Chicago Seven in making and it's hard to do making trial courtroom scenes right. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a really good job with that. Yeah. I agree. That's the one of few I saw, and I was like. They jump right into the trial. Go, let's see, let's see the riots. Come on, let's see the action. But yeah, you have to sit through it. Um, one, I just want to do a quick shout out to uh, Sound of Metal. I know they probably won't w win, but as like an audio guy, I really yes. dug it because the, the drummer goes deaf. And there's, you know, uh, just the sound uh, scape that they use is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. It's it's absolutely phenomenal, and that's one that I am sorry more people didn't see in a big screen because I feel like that the effect of the of the sound quality in that film would have been so much yeah. more pronounced in a in a theater. Yeah. It was amazing what he did. the The director did with that. Yep. Yeah, I agree. The other thing I, I wanted to hear you two cents on. You guys mentioned, uh, and I've seen some fodder about. I care a lot. Is that where does that fall? Do you think they got snubbed? Do you think no way at all? Because I can kind of compare that to the uh, promising young woman, kind of like the quirky Ooh. drama, not really, um, you know, not a comedy, not a thriller, but right, kind of right in that there. Or am I just give I care a lot too much credit? No, we 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 enjoyed it. I, I care a lot. We really did. I don't think it comes close to promising young woman. No, you know what? I did think it was incredibly clever the way it was structured because you kept as an audience not knowing who exactly you were rooting for. Everybody was terrible. Mm -hmm. They were all <laughs> terrible people that you should be rooting against, including the old people. You realize, you know. And I thought that, that was fascinating the way they just kept turning it so you you were automatically rooting for you know Rosamund Pike's character, but you shouldn't. You knew you shouldn't. You're like. Well, right. She's a final girl. She's horrible. She's a terrible person. I really thought that the direction and writing and that and the performances as well were so clever and so unusual. And and uh, uh, the direction was masterful in the way that it it used the audience's preconceived notions against them. But I also thought it was more outright comedic than Promising Young, young Woman because there's such an ugliness underneath Promising Young Woman that, that drives it. It is a very dark comedy. Yeah. And it is funny, yes. But uh, the underlying premise is so is so ugly and unpleasant. Mm -hmm. um, and even though what's at the heart of I care a lot is certainly a an issue, especially for people that didn't realize this sort of thing is going on in the healthcare field. Um, Hello, that's why I'm in Florida, my mother's condo because that's not going to happen. Go in there, so put up with me first because I care a lot. Yeah, I just saw that uh, someone had mentioned. Uh, Roseman Pike's uh, snub and similar what, genre, I guess. You know, what was the release date on that, Greg? Well, I mean, I, I mean, no, I thought this year it was in this year, it was in this year that people were talking. <clears throat> yeah, it, was, it wasn't that long ago. 
Um, but it, I yeah. thought the release date was after January first. Like maybe the, the Oscars accepted things until the end of March this year. Oh, they did. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. Which is weird because I'm curious if that or the end of February. Which I'm curious if that means it'll be a ten month window for. Yeah, that's okay. That's what confused me then. It was I mean, it's very the end of, weird. The end of February. End of February. Yeah. So. Um, huh. All right then. Yeah, yeah they, when they extended, when they went late. I mean, the Oscars are later this year than they've ever been. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, Hansberry, good good catch on on that particular comment because I was gonna go back and just take a quick look at some of the other comments. Is it too late? Chip, our buddy Chip says, is it too late to vote for Citizen Kane? You're a few decades late, but we appreciate if, the effort. If anybody is a fan of the movie Citizen Kane, then you need to indulge yourself and watch Mank because yeah, you really Orson Welles was kind of a dick. Right. <laughs> in respects to that and in respects to that that movie which garnered so many nominations and only one for something that Wells had nothing to do with. <laughs> the guy who played uh, uh Orson Welles in Mank was awesome. I don't know who that was. He was. He was. Uh, Mank is sorry. If you <laughs> Mank, you love Mank. If not, you might consider it to be somewhat of a snooze our, our buddy Clark Donnelly, uh, news, news guy here in Columbus, Ohio, he watched them back to back. He watched Mank, and then the next night oh. he watched Citizen King, and he said it was oh. a lot of fun. You saw a lot of that. cool cinematography things that yeah. you know, yeah. there's so many nice yeah. There's that one very clear yeah. callback um, in, in, the, in the movie Mank, uh, but what? if you watched them back to back like that, yeah, I bet you'd be you able to check out a bunch of, of things. Yeah. 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 Which is which is what I said about Judas and the Black Messiah and Trial of Chicago Seven. Yeah, yeah. To see certain pieces of history, got to be a footnote in one movie, but expand it in yeah. another one. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, uh, someone said, "Hope dropping the bombshell, Minari for the win." Oh, drop the bombshell, Hope. It's it's. I, I would still, I will, on my ballot, it will still say Nomadland, but I won't be surprised if Minari is the one that takes it. Mm. Okay. McGrainer, our friend Mike McGrainer showed up. See, Mike? Mike. Uh, seeing Nomadland in IMAX was pretty great. Oh, so, yeah. It would be. That's one. Yeah, that's one that would be fantastic on a big screen like oh, that. Yeah. Cosbeck yeah. also agrees with you, George. Soul was another uh, was an another amazing Pixar film that should have been in the mix. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I I I look forward to going back to the theaters, but I I'm kind of almost worried how comfortable I'm getting with some of these films that are just immediately streaming on Netflix. Oh, you're not the only one, right. especially. And HBO Max, you know, when a Warner Brothers release comes straight to HBO Max, yeah. one of the theaters, I'm like, okay, you know. And and the, the big thing, think of the families for a movie like Soul or or any of the the Pixar movies. If they pay one price, even a premium yeah. price, mm -hmm. uh, for a family of say four, it's still cheaper. Yeah, and you can it's watch it. Yeah. You know what though? I don't know, just to make sure people might be aware of it. If you want to see the best Oscar, the best picture nominees, all of them are going to play at Gateway Film Center on Oscar weekend. Mm -hmm. So you can see all of them on the big screen. They're going to spread it out like a festival. So there, you, there will be no crowding. And, um, and that just gives you a shot to see, for example, I, I'm very eager to see Sound of Sound of Metal on a big screen because I, I didn't. And I'm cool. eager to see, as I said, um, uh, uh, 
Judas and the Black Messiah on a big screen because and, I didn't. And not only that, but if you like short films oh, and yeah. always wonder how you can see the best short film nominees, they'll be showing on the big screen as well. Yeah, they're, and they're show And we've seen them all. They're great, too. They are so great. Oh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe one of these years we'll do uh, uh, a very niche podcast over the, the short films because we've all collectively uh, been a part of that process yeah. as well. Um, mm -hmm. Even as we speak, we're, you know, you guys have been involved in some some great short films here as of late. I as love the have. I love the fact that you're getting into those waters a little deeper, and okay. uh, with each step, uh, Hope and George are, are doing some fun things that I'm sure they're making you aware aware of. But uh, they well, have, uh, the last one we saw of yours, The Supper, is that because you're great in it? Is, yeah. is that available anywhere? <clears throat> uh, Supper is not available yet anywhere except on. Uh, you can see it on my website, DinoTrapotis.com. Uh, you can see it there. But I think because we're in front I shot that one. I shot that one. Greg Hansberry was the Uber driver, but that scene got cut. Yeah, I, I dropped <laughs> off the, the guy. I dropped <laughs> off the. <clears throat> okay. I don't remember an Uber driver. <laughs> which I shot with our, our mutual friend John Osbeck, but I think we're just limiting it to that right now because it's in festival submission. And we've only heard from one festival. We got like nine or twelve more to that we sit patiently and wait for. But but thank you. I sent it to you guys because I respected your opinions. Uh, and uh, and uh, so thank you for the kind words. I, I appreciate sure. it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours, and that's yeah. why I sent you supper so you could you could see it. And um, thank you for everything as kind as you've been to us. Hope you wrote a nice. Uh, column about street where we live when we first put that out uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, speaking of, yeah, very appreciated. Low budget, low budget films that had nothing but heart and soul. And you can see that now, right on Tubby. Tubby. It's on Tubby. It's on Tubby. Tubby on Tubby. Is it Tubby or is it Tubby? You're the Tubby. Nation lady. Everyone should watch it. Is it GIF? Is it GIF? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. It, it, it found a whole new audience on 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 Tubi TV and and something else. Uh, you, YouTube, remember. it's free on YouTube as well. Yeah, it, it found a whole new audience. Uh, you got a lot of views on YouTube. Actually, actually, it found more people there than it did on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about those freaking thieves. Anyway. Bezos. <laughs> Keep doing what you guys do. I mean, I, I love the fact that you two work together and review films together and agree to disagree sometimes, and sometimes you're on the same page. And I love the fact that you're also stepping out of your box into a very, very dangerous place. It is so, so bold for people who review movies to start making movies. Mm -hmm. Because then you become... The hunted. Yeah, That's right. Inside of it now. <laughs> where, somebody, where somebody can 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 now judge you. Yep. That's bold. That's bold yeah. to do that. You're like, oh, wait a second. This is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little more difficult than I thought. I apologize for some of the things that I said before. Or not. So so no. um, is there anything else you guys want to push or plug before we start, start to say goodbye and wrap it up? Well, we've got the, our main website uh, is madwolf.com. It's mad with two Ds. And uh, we've got all of our written reviews there. And then we've got our Facebook page, which is Mad Wolf Columbus. And then, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we've got two podcasts. Uh, every Friday, we've got the screening room where we talk about all the new releases 
uh, of the week. And then every other Monday, we've got our horror movie only podcast called Fright Club, where we take a different topic of uh, horror movies and count down our top five or top six, or that's usually the way we do it. So uh, if you like horror movies, come sit next to us. Yeah. The, uh, if, you, if you get the opportunity to sit next to them and you love horror movies, you're, they'll be in for a treat because uh, uh, they'd be fun people to sit next to. That was probably one, that was probably one of my favorite guests on a podcast right. in the last bunch of years when I was on uh, your podcast talking about Bride of Frankenstein. That's that still one of my favorites. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Still one of my favorites. So thank you. Hope and George, Hope, Hope Madden, George Wolf. Uh, check them out. All the things they just say. Are you guys still doing a thing on, on, on Fox? Are you still? Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. every Friday morning at 930, we're on Good Day Columbus. Uh, with the uh, the weekly movie reviews, usually two or three films we get to talk about. So that we've been doing that for a couple of years yeah. now. So we, we yeah, you have. Yeah, you're becoming you're becoming yeah. quite respected and depended upon for opinions. <laughs> now we got to get you I back do. in the studio, man. I, do. Yeah. I I I insist upon this podcast each and every year. I just can't wait to actually face to face again. Yeah. 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 Hopefully this time next year we can we can debate them a little bit more and yep. and 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 face to face so I can so I can see some of the unspoken body language from <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that I can't see on video that I can't see when we're face to face. Right, right. Uh, well, we'll drink to that. Yeah, yeah. We'll drink to that. Uh, the guest bottle once again has been the Oregon Spirit uh, bottle and bond single barrel whiskey, seventy five bucks a bottle. I don't know if it's available in Ohio. I apologize. I don't know. Uh, it's it's ordinary bourbon. It's got its wheat, your corn, your malted barley, and your rye, and, and you're on your own. It 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 wasn't bad. I just wasn't blown away by it. <laughs> you were so, like meh. You're a meh. Eh, meh. Kind of like Minari. Some supporting roles in it that I really appreciated, but overall, uh, a little lackluster for me. <laughs> well played. All right. Okay, guys. My thanks to John Whitney and Greg Hansberry. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. My mother is probably very anxious to get out in the living room and watch the Hallmark Channel. Hey, Mom. Screen. Instead of the small one in the bedroom, so uh, so I can <laughs> take care of my mom. I'm going to start signing off by saying, "Until the next bottle, see ya." Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.